0: Rock
1: talk. Welcome everybody to the least listened to segment in podcast history. Welcome to Punk Rock Talk. All right, and today, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I'm flying solo. meatbags Bags busy. Uh, Cash and Rhody are sucking each other off, so we have a very special guest with us. We have Chris Flyshocker of Bodacious Prince, TV Tragedy, and FOL, <laughs> and sometimes Ham.
2: Sometimes Ham, what's up, bud?
1: What's going on, man? I feel like we just saw each other.
2: Yeah, like we just spent a whole weekend together.
1: Yeah, on the roof. <laughs> Uh man, uh yeah, like I said, meatbag. A little busy, a little tied up at band practice. Um,
2: yeah, that'll happen.
1: You know, and nerdy news. The boys on nerdy news were talking a bunch of shit, saying, "Oh, fucking Geo's just gonna throw together a shit segment because he's gonna be by himself." nope I went and got fucking reinforcement. I went and got <laughs> the best person in the whole world. I went and got Chris Flyshocker.
2: Well, oh, dang.
1: So, yeah. Uh, fuck,
2: fuck those nerds.
1: Yeah, fuck those guys, dude. Fuck them. Fuck that whole segment. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: it's getting canceled soon, anyways, so. That's uh, what I heard. Yeah, the, the network wants it gone. They're just. They're <laughs> done with it. So, gotta, keep uh, the suit.
2: gotta keep the suits happy.
1: Yeah. So, I wanted to kind of do the same kind of deal that we did and that we've been doing with a lot of artists that we have on the show. And I kinda just wanna make it about you, man. So we're gonna do a little uh a little interview and tell your whole fucking life story, is that cool with you?
2: Oh boy, yeah, for sure.
1: So uh to honor Meatbag and how he's been doing it, I'm kinda I'm gonna ask you when did music start to really hit you, slash when did it start to really matter? Not necessarily when you started playing music, but like yeah. when you really fucking got it and got into it. My
2: like it. My like first real memory of music is like uh, driving in my dad's truck when I was in, like, I don't know, third grade, and like we were listening to the Black Album Metallica Black Album cassette. Nice. And I realized like the lyrics were in the tape book. Like you open up the cassette oh, okay. and the lyrics were in there. And so I would just like be reading them while we were driving and like learned every word to like every Metallica song, knew who wrote it, like everything about it like that's like my first memory of music and then like from there like i guess like fourth fifth grade i started buying like my own cassettes and cds and my first cd was like 311 no doubt and green day dookie were like the first three cds i bought nice and and then a a weird owl uh cassette like the first all music that i owned hell yeah yeah so like you know pretty early um started like it was always around my dad always listened to music and stuff so we always had like a good stereo in the house and he was always rocking like acdc and megadeth and the cars and stuff like that you know nice yeah
1: would you say your dad had a wide variety of music that he showed you or listened to
2: no it was all a lot of that like classic dad rock yeah yeah like that's pretty much it yeah, like all that Megadeth, ACDC, dc <laughs> yeah. like all that stuff. Like the cars, I still love the cars, but uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff, classic rock stuff. Yeah, and then like I least, really got into hip hop. At least Megadeth was that.
1: like better than everything else that was out at the time.
2: Yeah, and like hindsight, I, I appreciate it a bit more. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all that all that dad '80s dad metal stuff.
1: So you got it. You discovered hip hop. You said.
2: Yeah, that's I, I really got into hip hop like. uh like middle school and like early high school and like that was just my thing just like hardcore gangster ass rap like yeah. <laughs> the hardest the hardest rap I could find right and yeah. uh, and like I listened to like other music still you know I just listen to like Sublime and Green Day and all that kind of stuff but like really got heavy into like hip hop stuff until like high school time and then like I had like this uh, like know, used to carry like the notebooks of CDs and stuff you know right I just like carry like a big-ass binder of cds in my backpack and we used to like trade cds in high school and stuff and then i traded an nwa cd for pennywise's land of the free and this kid's like oh you like nwa like here's like the same thing basically like they hate cops too and they hate all the same shit it's just like a different kind of music yeah and i listened to that and it was just
1: like changed your mind
2: changed everything dude like it was cool
1: that's cool yeah so uh around what time did you first pick up an instrument and what made you do that
2: uh i didn't start playing music until i was like 23 24 like way out of high school it's because like i skated a lot like skateboarding was my whole life like forever from like uh middle school until like 23 or 24. and i had a kid had a kid when i was 20. And yeah. so i got hurt uh skating when i was like 23 got hurt pretty bad missed a couple weeks of work was on crutches and stuff and was like kind of the realization that i couldn't really do that anymore you know like right. had a family to take care of and stuff so i quit skating and i just got bored as fuck.
1: now when like, you say you were skating were you actually trying to go pro like
2: like yeah i was like filming videos like oh,
1: cool cool
2: I was like, you know, like doing handrails and gaps and skating like every day of my life, like pushing my kid in the stroller to Uh skate spots, like just posting them up under a tree next to like a stair set to like film videos and stuff. That's cool. it, It was like life. And when I couldn't do that, like I was going crazy. I was bored, didn't have a hobby, like no outlets or anything. And my little brother had an acoustic guitar that he got when he was like 10. And this thing's been collecting dust in his bedroom for a good five, six years. And uh, I was like, hey, can I borrow that? You know, like, I just want to learn how to do something. I want to see if I can learn how to play guitar. He's like, yeah, sure. I never touched it. And I just brought it home and just taught myself how to play guitar. Just out of something to do, out of boredom and the necessity of just a hobby and an outlet. See, I was like 23 when I started doing that, like 2009-ish. And then uh, I was living in Phoenix. I ended up moving back up to Prescott. And just like locked myself in a room and for like a good six months and just like learned how to play a guitar started a band you know right. and then started kind of playing shows from there
1: right right yeah self-taught is the best man because it just you you want it more you know yeah like yeah It like was just you- like
2: staring at the internet and learning how to make chords and yeah. playing covers like oh okay so like these these chords go together or, like these chords go together right and stuff like that
1: like, I think, like, Green Day, trying to play Green Day is a really good start, especially for, like, yeah. punk rock, because, you know, it's showing you all the chord progressions of punk rock and how to do that yeah. in, like, different yeah, songs, for sure. different ways.
2: Yeah, uh, I want to say, like, a Green Day song was, like, the first thing I learned, and then, like, I learned an Authority Zero song. Like, I had friends around me playing music. Like, uh, Dave from FOL, he played bass, like, starting in high school, and then I had this other buddy, Chase, who played guitar and stuff, so, like, everybody's kind of, like, starting to form a band type thing and i was like damn i right. want to do that like i want to be part of all this stuff yeah like, it looks fun it's like seeing everybody jam and everything you know right it's like all right i'll learn something yeah you know, fucking
1: yeah so um so let's rewind a little bit you're uh you're a little teeny bopper you're running around skating fucking causing chaos uh <laughs> you first yeah. discovered uh punk rock you became a punk rocker were you going to shows
2: uh, I went to one show in high school and I like I snuck out went to an Authority Zero show at Alice Cooper's town and uh got that passage in Time CD and I nice. like, came home my dad realized I snuck out and was like waiting for me I, was,
1: like, <laughs> I hope it
2: was hope it was worth it and I'm like holding the CD like fuck yeah it was Yeah and like that was the first like show I ever went to. Like I'd never been to a concert before that. Never like seen live music. Only like heard it on the radio. CDs. You know, like and so doing that it was just like holy shit. Like the energy, like seeing people on stage, like, damn they really do this in real life. Like Yeah. This is just a thing that just happens in real time, you know?
1: Well yeah, so I, like, especially being like I, locals too. It's like Yeah. You know. And like I
2: didn't even like really realize that at first either. Like I just had like right. no clue no clue what was going on. I was just like like just mind blown at this everything that was happening. Like I don't really remember who else played, like don't remember what songs they played. Right. It was just like
1: You're just having a it fucking all, awesome time. It all just
2: happened yeah, it all just happened so fast. I remember like crowd surfing the first time and just like holy shit, like this doesn't just happen in music videos or like in movies like this is all happening right in in real time right in front of me like this is insane yeah and like even then like it never really like crossed my mind to play music like it just never seemed like a thing i was gonna do right like it just i never even never even like thought about it like never thought it was a possibility or anything just like seeing it all happen and then Realized there was like started noticing punk rockers in school and stuff and like people's t-shirts and right you know kind of digging deeper from there
1: you started to realize it is a lifestyle rather than just a genre
2: yeah exactly and like i didn't even really know this all like existed you know like i kind of remember some kids like listening to blink 182 and shit in like middle school but like it never like moved the needle or anything you know like right it was just, like, this one thing that happened at this, like, perfect time of that Pennywise CD with, like, songs like, Mom and Dad are Not Too Proud of Me and, like, Fuck Authority and, like, oh yeah. Your God's Not For Me. And it was, like, holy shit, like, these are all the things that I think and, like, that yeah. I feel. But, like, all my friends are just, like, party kids. So, like, nobody really had any, like, anything they stood for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any really we're, deep we're, we're, thoughts. Yeah we're all just like getting fucked up That's yeah. all we cared about And just like hearing these things in words of like what I was feeling Without like I guess realizing I was feeling it So I'm going through like shit at home You know like Right Get kicked out of my house a year later And I have to move to a whole new city And like shit like that So it's like all these things Accumulating at once That just like changed everything really
1: Damn yeah So yeah it's cool that music really like was there for you before uh, you were there to give back to music.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's wild. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, crazy, and like, from there like, I learned about like No Effects and I learned about Rancid and, and like shit like that and started branching out and kind of discovering music. But then I had to move up to Prescott, which is like two hours north of Phoenix, and it's like a real small town. And it was like really redneck. like redneck and hippie when i moved there so like there was nobody that i knew that listened to punk rock there so it all kind of like went away again because i didn't have a way to find new music like internet wasn't really a really big thing that i even knew i could find things on like i didn't have really like huge access to it at the time right besides like a school or something so like it kind of went away again and then uh yeah, like i moved back to phoenix and that's when i kind of started playing music and like getting back in touch with my phoenix friends and shit and it kind of like came back it was like a good fuck like three-year hiatus of just like barely even listening to punk rock or like being involved in it or anything it all just was a weird like transition phase in the world in my world i guess
1: right yeah yeah that's that's fucking that's beautiful dog that's beautiful dog. <laughs> hey so <laughs> Let's jump forward a little bit here. And uh, so I want to hear a little bit more about the the first band that you started. What was it called? What were you guys doing? Uh, (laughs) What were you playing? And what kind of were you playing shows? Let me give me. All right. So
2: the very, very first thing we did was me and Dave from FOL, because we've known each other since like high school. And we started this band with our friend Chase that played guitar called Muff m-u-p-h nice no idea no idea where the name came from like i'm assuming it's muff just you know spelled differently <laughs> yeah. no clue like again we were just partied non-stop but we like had this house and they could play instruments and i was like kind of learning guitar and my brother was playing drums and i was supposed to be like the singer i was like oh, i can sing like i'll sing in this band like
0: fuck right. I, was, I
2: can't play anything but i'll just like be the lead singer and then My brother ends up moving back to, like, North Carolina to his dad's house and leaves his drum set behind. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll play drums. Like, I'll kind of figure out how to play drums. Here we go. So I learned how to play, like, two songs on the drums. And we record, like, this one song that was on MySpace that I wrote that was just, like, super teenage angsty, like, complaining about my dad, punk rock shit. Yeah. And, uh... So we had that band and like we didn't play any shows or anything we had like a house we threw parties out and like one time we played that song for like a bunch of people that didn't care in the living room <laughs> yeah like
1: <laughs> been there it's like hey, everybody
2: our band's gonna play and they just kind of like turn their backs and keep drinking you know yeah but like that wasn't really anything but then when i moved to prescott back to prescott again uh me and dave started this band called fourth and long which was our very first band and I played guitar and sang. My brother came back and played drums, and Dave played bass, and we recorded like a seven-song thing that is just absurdly horrible—like just ter- <laughs> terrible songs, terrible singing, like recorded in some <laughs> dude's basement, like just you know the classic. Just I wish that didn't exist album.
1: Yeah. Type thing, <laughs> and then Cringe. and then
2: we we would like we played some bars in Prescott. We would put this tape recorder outside of our bedroom door and, like, play inside the bedroom and record it on a cassette outside the bedroom. And then just, like, walk into the bars and, like, set it on the bar top and, like, press play. Like, hey, can our band play here?
0: And it's just, like,
2: this terrible, noisy <laughs> tape that's... Yeah, tape that's been recorded over six times.
1: Like, it's like, no, get the hell out of here. (laughs) It sounds like a dog dying. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But like one time, the dude was just like sick of hearing it. He's like, fine, whatever. Like, open for this band on Friday. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, no problem. And then we just kind of just played around town a bunch after that. Cause like,
1: this is fourth and
2: long. Yeah, fourth and long. This is like 2010. Okay. Yeah, 2010ish and like we weren't good but like we always had fun so and we had good friends that supported us we got to play a bunch of cool little local shows and stuff random little sports bars convincing them we had three hours worth of music where we just play our set like four times in a row (laughs) play the set all right we're gonna take a cigarette break we'll be right back and we just like play the set over again (laughs) with like the exact same between song banter the exact oh same words leading up to the songs like the same intros like <laughs>
1: <laughs> the same little like surprises and shit
2: yeah exactly oh, it was man. terrible
1: that's beautiful <laughs> that's so fucking funny dude <laughs> uh you're just making me think about like some shit squared has done in the past i'm like we've definitely done that dude like yeah <laughs> in our hometown and shit like same yep. exact yeah. pa-
2: Payson's kind of the same the same vibe as prescott there yeah
1: yeah So I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. When and how did you meet the lovely Lola? Oh shit, that was
2: like 2016, no 2015 when I met her. Uh, It was like Christmas Eve, went up to, I was playing drums in this band Silent Us from Prescott and uh, driving up there for practice, slash hanging out for the weekend, dropping my kid off in Prescott and I went into this uh little convenience store buy my usual practice 12 pack of pvr and this super cute girl with christmas hairs hanging out at the counter she's like hmm. hey aren't you, aren't you that guy that plays in that band and I was like I'm actually in two bands now that you mention it and we're, we're playing this show in january and you should come hang out and she just like yeah sure whatever you know and brings me up to go on my way and then uh My birthday in January, she sends me a message, like, hey, happy birthday, and then like two days later, she's like, oh, that was my attempt to start a conversation with you. I was like, oh, oh shit, my bad, I'm not very good at this. Like, (laughs) what's up, and then we start hanging out. She ends up hanging out with me at the show that I invited her to in December, which is kind of crazy. And then kind of made it an official thing in February of that year, and then got married four months later.
1: Hell yeah. Just like,
2: bing, bang, boom
1: yeah i recently saw the post about that about how it was your uh it's your anniversary right it was yeah
2: just just past six years
1: yeah congratulations thank you uh but yeah beautiful relationship uh you guys are both amazing people you're not just i'm not just saying that because you're the sponsors here on the show (laughs) uh but because you really are
2: suits happy
1: (laughs) yeah no, you guys really are. Like, you're awesome people. Um, you guys can find Lola down at the Yucca Tap Room serving up drinks uh, for your awesome punk rock shows. And then Chris will most likely be playing them, uh, you know, slamming the <laughs> drums. But yeah, um, in all honesty, um, I'm really glad that you guys just reached six years, and I wish you 66 more.
2: Goddamn right.
1: So, um, let's talk the elephant in the room here let's talk F.O.L. your baby <laughs> that's your, my baby you're fucking you know that's your my, bread and butter
2: that's my pride and joy
1: yeah that's, yeah so let's talk the formation let's talk the evolution let's talk the not only the evolution of the band itself but the music and uh you know what's uh where we're at today so go ahead and take the floor.
2: You ready, ready for me just to rant on this because I could talk about this baby all day.
1: Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we have to um, go longer than Nerdy News.
2: So, so moved down to Phoenix from Prescott and I was playing in this uh, like crust thrash band called Silent Us up there and I needed like another outlet besides just playing drums on the weekends and stuff and I've always wanted this 90s skate punk like play fast sing melodic You know, band, all the shit that I had grown up on, all that
1: stuff. Bad religion, no effects.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, all the the greats. And so I put this ad on Craigslist. Like, hey, I play drums. Here's what I'm trying to play. Looking for a guitar player and a singer or a guitar player and a bass player. And, like, months go by and there's nothing. I'm, like, refreshing this ad. Nothing's happening. Getting hit up by some people that want to play, like, weird shit and stuff. And I go through, like, randomly, randomly go through, like, my junk inbox, like, on my email. And I see this email from this dude from that Craigslist ad. And he's like, hey, man, like, I love Lagwagon. I love no effects. Like, I love bad religion. Like, let's fucking jam. Like, I have all this gear. Like, I played in these bands. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is gonna fucking happen. So he comes over to my house. I got this basement in Sunny Slope. And we start jamming. And we just start like, cranking out songs like just cranking them out like it's just we've been jamming together for years this is deep kyle hell yeah so we jammed for like a good two three weeks and we got like five six songs under our belt just like right off the bat and i was like all right i used to know this dude named dave that played bass i like would we th- like we've been friends since high school we kind of had this falling out we haven't talked in a while i was like let me see like what's up with him maybe he'll come play bass with us so i hit up dave and we kind of re bury the hatchet and whatever you know bullshit happened with us in our early 20s whatever's behind us and he comes over and jams and we're like he learns all the songs right off the bat and we write like three more and it's like we're just sitting on 10 songs in like two practices just like holy shit like this thing's fucking cruising yeah so that was like uh, that was like fall of 2015 by December like we get a show booked uh, with these dudes Black Mountain Moonshine which is like crazy how that all comes back around yeah but uh so we get to start playing shows playing at the rogue playing a bunch of shows with prescott because i have friends up there and stuff and uh and like it just takes off super fast people are fucking loving it like we record a little ep called ghetto blaster at this random studio in like downtown phoenix and like we got cds we got shirts and we're just like playing shows people are buying shit and it's just like holy shit like this is a band people are kind of digging this is fucking crazy so it's like uh early february of 2016. And it's crazy because i met the big guy like the exact same time i started talking to lola so me and big guy and lola all wow. have the same anniversary
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh so he puts out this post on the AZ Punk scene, Aaron, Aaron does. And he's like, hey, I just started playing guitar like a year ago. I'm looking for some people to jam with. Here's what I like. And he drops, like, no use and lag-wagging and no effects. And I'm just like, oh, shit, dude. Like, perfect. we jamming some stuff. Like, over that, I think that my basement in Sunny Slope. Like, come hang out if you want. Come jam some songs. And he's running this page, uh, Punk Forefront and stuff. And, like, I don't even realize that because they're, like, "Geo me all that
1: loves music. Punk Forefront. Fuck yeah, Punk Forefront.
2: And they're like sharing our music and stuff. We don't even realize it's like the same guy. Just like this young kid, he's I think he's like 22 or 23. And he comes over to just like this gross little basement. We're just playing these fucking skate punk songs and shit. He brings like three or four riffs. And this kid's been playing guitar for like a year. And it's like, damn, that reminds yeah. me of no effects. That reminds me of no use for a name. Like riffs he brought that night are songs that we still play today. Like, cause he's just like, yeah insane how fucking good he was already
1: another case of just like you know he had it in his brain and he wanted to learn and get it out
2: exactly just Um, had it like i want to chime in
1: and real quick and say that i was at the show that he was at that he the one that made him decide i'm doing this uh, (laughs) was the the tempe town lake show or uh, tempe beach park with uh there's oh, like yeah. No effects, Rancid, Offspring. Yep. And then on the other side was like uh, Fall Universe, The Used, and uh, A data Remember. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah,
2: I was I was there with Silent Us too.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It's so, just crazy. Yeah, I don't like think we knew each other there. really at the time. But nope. Like, all of us were there. Yeah.
2: Not even close. That was like 2015.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, early.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, me and Aaron talked about that one time. Like, damn, we were at so many. Like, we were at the same implant show at Tempe we at a timeout Lounge. We're at the same like Lag Wagon show. Like That's we were cool. around each other constantly and just never even fucking met, never even like noticed each other. <laughs> like it's fucking wild. So yeah, like he joins us in like early 2016 and like in his post, he's like, I'm not trying to join a band. I'm not trying to like take anybody's place or anything. Like I just want to know what it's like to jam with people. I've never jammed with a drummer or a bass player or anything like hell yeah man come over and jam with us like we got this fucking band going like let's right. see what happens and so first night we're just like hey like you're in our fucking band now like congratulations you're in a band like <laughs> yeah. we're not letting you go anywhere like <laughs> we need your riffs we need you like yeah. this is fucking great and he plays his first show with us in March of 2016 and then three weeks later He's just our only guitar player. Like, our other guitar player just had, like, this crazy meltdown and just fucking quit the band.
1: Damn.
2: And I was like, I was like, hey, Aaron, like, you ready to be the lead guitar player? And he's Damn. like, I don't know if I can do that. And it's like, nah, bro, you got this. Like, yeah. you're fine. He's been playing guitar for a year. Damn. You, you got this, bro. You, yeah, you, Don't worry. You know the songs. Like, you can sing. Dude, like,
1: kills I'll, it, I'll too. Teach, like, kill yeah, like, I'll teach stuff. you what you
2: don't know, man. Like, it's all good. And then, like, from there, it was just, like, the perfect combination With the three of us Like all three of us Were singing We're all writing songs Like just yeah. cranking shit God. out Um We Just Played just so many Fucking shows That first year And then Recorded our first EP In 2017 And like Went on our first Little week long tour And like Came home with money In our pockets Like holy shit Like Yeah That wow. was That was fucking successful Like nothing went wrong every show fucking felt like went through the one that didn't was reno and they still paid us 60 bucks and like just got us drunk all night and it just became our favorite place on the planet
1: fuck yeah
2: to just go on days off like drive out of our way to go hang out with the homies and reno type (laughs) shit
1: that's cool
2: yeah and like it just and then like get home from that tour and it's just like everything's happening for us like we're playing but the casualties and like Authority Zero, we played at the fucking marquee, and then we get on that fucking Punk and Drublick show with fucking No Effects, Bad Religion, Goldfinger, Authority Zero, Guttermouth. Just like, what the fuck is even happening? Like, yeah. we've been a band for a year. Like, this kid's been playing guitar for two fucking years. Yeah. And like, now we're just like drinking beer at Fat Mike backstage. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? It's amazing and like we've always been like salty towards Aaron like you son of a bitch like (laughs) you just like walked right into this and then just all all these cool things just happened we're playing dive bars everything got amazing houses (laughs) (laughs) like the fucking terrible shows I've played and you're just like oh yeah let's play this festival like cool man (laughs) I learned how I learned how to play guitar yeah like yeah and it's, yeah, it's just been, it's been a crazy ride, man. Like, you know, we've, we've done tours. We've got a couple of EPs under our belt, uh, toured a whole bunch, you know, played with heroes, you know, played at venues. We never fucking thought we would, you know, festivals and shit. And just like met all the best people along the way, you know, like
0: right.
2: that whole like 2015 to like 2018, just period of the punk scene was like this renaissance of everything. Where, like all these new bands Absolutely. are popping up and like we're making just like all the best friends that we're we still have today like you guys and run down and like skull drug and just all these dudes that we've just been all grinding it out together yeah. and it's just like we've all built this like super fucking cool scene along the way of all of us playing with like the coolest fucking bands coming through town like oh, yeah. you guys play with cool bands run down like everybody opening these cool shows like if we're not playing it the homies are like you know yep. what i'm saying like and it's so it's it's been so fucking out fun a
1: uh, permanent vacation presents because it's uh they're pretty responsible for a lot of that as well
2: <laughs> hell yeah a lot of that
1: cheap plug cheap it... plug to the sponsor
2: <laughs> gotta keep the suits yeah it's just been it's just been a fucking it's been a crazy ride like
1: so let's talk a little bit about uh big daddy dave Uh, Big force, big presence in the band. No longer in it.
2: Yeah, that was, you know, like, the the past few years have been, you know, they've been weird. You know, like for everybody. You know, I had a baby. Dave had a baby. Everything else in the world happened that everybody knows what happened. You know, and it like, I don't really know why it all kind of bubbled over I guess you know like I think like I was probably holding some resentment Dave's probably holding some resentment like kind of clashing heads on like you know I don't want to play this song I don't want to write songs about this like I take this shit too seriously at times like I'll admit that like
1: right it's we all do
2: like I, I, I want it I want it to be something you know I don't want to be a fucking weekend warrior and like I don't I don't want, while I play in ham, that is just an absolute joke band. Like, I don't want to be taken as a joke, you know? Like, the FOL. I want shit to be serious. Like, I don't want to sing songs about stupid shit, you know? And that was kind of a point of contention where we kind of butted heads and shit. And me and Aaron had Elliot fill in on a show at a house show last minute, and Dave got kind of pissed off about it, and we didn't tell him about it. We just kind of like did it and it's like, Hey, Elliot's here, like play bass with us today. And Dave kind of found out through like Facebook videos and pictures, which like wasn't really the intention. Like we weren't really trying to keep it from him. It was just like, I don't think it's that big a deal type thing, you know, but it was. And that just, I guess, just built into everything that ended up with. I don't know if he quit. I don't want to say we kicked him out. Like, it was just, like, a weird, like, we haven't heard from you in a couple months, so we got a dude filling in. All right, it's we like, still haven't heard from you, so he's still filling in. It's like when All right, somebody changes
1: our... their status to it's complicated on Facebook. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, yeah, kind of just left us on red, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to ask him, like, hey, do you need to take a break? Like, what's going on? and like i don't know like it's and like so we had dude like we had the homie fill in and fill in fill in and then responding to the point where it's like like he's fucking great like we had we asked alec from black mountain moonshine the dudes that gave us our very first show fucking five years before yeah crazy
1: like full circle rings right back into a perspective here
2: Ties it into a nice little bow there. Yeah. And he's, he's fucking incredible. Fucking great bass player. Great fucking voice, you know? Writing cool-ass songs. Went from playing, like, pop-punk songs to, like, writing music that, like, means something to us. You know? Right. Like, taking our time with stuff, like, focusing on lyrics and, like, something with a message. You know? Not just, like, empty space, you know? Not just time filler, but, like, everything we write is just let's get this across, you know? Like, let's get this off our chest. Like, <clears throat> our album, Therapathy, was just like, kind of a joke on how, really like, how me and Aaron write music. Like, we're either trying to help somebody get through some shit, or we are just fucking the most emo people you've ever come across. Like, <laughs> 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 just like, songs about anxiety and depression, or like, hey, bud, I got you, yeah. you know? Like, it's kind of like our two lanes well
1: it's cool because it lets people know like i'm here with you, you know? yeah
2: that's, you know that's kind of like exactly it like we've always been like a fun band you know we've always been like fun banter fun on stage we're gonna crack jokes we're gonna have fun with everybody and, you know make light of everything but we've yeah. me and aaron have always wanted our music to have a message and like we've really been focusing on just like playing it right, you know, taking time to like think things through and like think lyrics through, think transitions and music and just like the littlest pieces of everything. And just Alec is just like the perfect piece to this puzzle. Like he's a great bass player, like a lot to contribute and like an outside voice, you know, of yeah. me and Aaron writing music together for the past six years, you know, you know, things can just, you know, I'd say get stagnant, but like, you know, you kind of start treading water at a certain point. You know, like right. everything kind of, all the risks kind of start to sound the same at a certain point. You just gotta yeah. like,
1: Need a kind of fresh step air. back.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just a breath of fresh air into everything. And right. just, Super fucking great, dude. And it's just been—it's been fucking fun. He's fucking yeah. Just I've, great to be around.
1: His performance at the Double Down. Was the second time I've seen him play with you guys. I've seen him play Yucca with you guys, and that was the first time I've seen him play out of town, which also happened to be like the first out of town little gig that, or you know, run that you guys did with, or that he's ever done.
2: He's ever even done, yeah. Yeah. He's never even played outside of Phoenix.
1: And uh, he just, he did phenomenal, man. Just (coughs) watching him at the, the double down, just owning it, you know, and having a great fucking time. Uh, Uh, really loosening up to, uh, you know, because like the first couple shows, anybody's going to be a little like focused on playing well to the point to where you're not so focused on being so entertaining. But I appreciate that more because he, you know, when he when the first time I ever seen him, he's like nailing it and singing right, you know? Yeah. And when I seen him at the Double Down, he's nailing it and singing it, but he's also fucking swinging it, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, Dancing around, fucking, yeah. running
2: around the floor. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's cool. Like I think that was his Double Down was like his third or fourth show with us. Cause like everything else it was just like kinda last minute, like waiting to hear if we heard from Dave. It's like, Hey dude, sorry, last minute, like you wanna still wanna fill in next weekend? Like we'll get a practice in this week. And it's like, fuck yeah. And it's every time just fuck yeah, man. Like yeah. I'd fucking love to and it's just, it brings just like a great fucking energy to the room and just everything it contributes. And yeah, like seeing him in Vegas, his first out of town show, throwing it down, having fun, like fucking letting loose, dancing around the fucking floor and shit, like fuck yeah, perfect fit. Like this gonna be great. <clears throat> and so like, we got a good, we got a good fistful of songs like in the canon that we're gonna start demoing out and seeing about recording and, what we can do with it kind of take our time with it because the last one was really rushed and it's been a while but we've also been through a lot and shit you know so kind of just taking our time with it and tightening everything up and cool Cool. shows coming up and shit so
1: so basically what you're saying is look forward to new music and look forward to FOL live
2: yes great new music got two cool ass shows coming up uh just announced yesterday we got that uh got to get to open for that ignite show at Yep tap room yeah i saw uh, that july that 8th and reason
1: unknown.
2: hell yeah yep. which is crazy because we we're supposed to play with ignite in 2019 because <clears throat> we always do our well we used to always do our like annual like christmas anniversary show because our anniversary is in december yeah like the year before that we did our fucking Christmas special, the F-O-L-X squared Christmas special which everybody should watch every Christmas with your entire family. Yes. Young and old, children to grandparents, everybody gather around (laughs) the Yuletide and watch the F-O-L-X squared Christmas special, please. (laughs) But then the next year we were supposed to play with Ignite and their singer didn't make it and so they ended up not playing and like that's like a bucket list band for me this skate punk legends. so getting that opportunity to open up this show we're stoked Venomous paint, reason unknown ignite with the good old yucky
1: tap hell yeah that's gonna be a good one so let's uh let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about fucking tv church 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 tragedy tragedy tv tragedy uh So I I myself was super fucking stoked to hear that you had joined the band um, way before I had joined. Uh, I was just pure happy because I learned that Joey was playing with them. That made me super stoked because I really like Joey and I've always wanted to play in a band with Joey. And then when I heard they picked you up, I was like, oh my God, this is the best band in the world like it's already in like I already love fucking Joe's riffs and I already love Mouse's vocals so I'm just like digging it you know what I'm saying so yeah uh to hear that you had been in, invited into the band was just fucking amazing
2: yeah that's that's exactly how I felt too like I've been a fan of them uh you know for a while Played a couple shows of them and stuff like it's like the, the sound of FOL and like the sound of TV tragedy are like my two favorite punk sounds. Right. And so I, I see them and it's like, holy shit, like this is like the other thing I fucking love so much. Like yeah.
0: a there's, a band,
2: there's a band like this in town, like holy shit. But they were in Habasu at the time. And like, it's really random how like it all kind of came together. I think me and Joe were telling you the other day, just like how this all like culminated But like I was in Silent Us, and I'm on this message board, I think it was like AZ Punks or like AZ Chaos. One of those like old Arizona punk message boards online, like looking for shows with like crust bands and like shit that sounds like Choking Victim and Leftover Crack. And we'd find this band from Havasu called A Taste of Freedom, and it's like, oh shit, like Havasu sounds like it'd be cool, like let's hit these dudes up for a show. So we sent him a message on there, like, hey, we really dig your music. Like, here's our music, let's play a show together. And they're like, oh, we're not really doing stuff. And like me and Joe were kind of talking on there. I didn't know it was Joe at the time. He was like, hey, if you like, th- like us, like check out this band and like check out this band. Or like, hey, yeah, check out this band. Kind of like back and forth for a while. And then I'm at a choking the Choking Victim reunion show at the Nile in like 2017 or 18 or something. And I see this dude with a Taste of Freedom back patch on his vest. And I tap him on the shoulder. I was like, bro, I love Taste of Freedom. He's like, oh, that's my band. And I was oh, like, nice. holy shit. Like, I used to talk to somebody from your band on this message board. He's like, it was probably me. And it's like, holy shit, cool. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Like, my name's Chris. And we, like, kind of, like, met each other, like, while watching our fucking favorite band play. And then, like... A couple years later, he sends me a message on Facebook like, "Hey, we just moved to Phoenix. We should play some shows together." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" We ended up playing uh, that AZ Scott Punk Bowling Show together with like Death by Stereo and JFA and TV Tragedy and us and Reason Unknown and a bunch of cool ass bands. And it was like, "Damn, like these dudes are really fucking good." And like. This is like a fucking cool ass fucking sound. Like their singer is fucking sick. Right. These riffs are good, their drummer's good, the bass player's good. Like lyrical content. And then played a few few shows with them over the years and stuff. And then I went in uh, January of 2020, I went to get a tattoo from Mouse and like have him cover up and like pick some stuff on my arm. And like on the way there, I was like, Oh shit, Miles Singles and T V tragedy, that's right. Like, I'm gonna listen to this band on the way there. And like listen to it, I was like, Man, like, if their drummer ever fucking quits, like I am jumping on this job so fucking right. fast. Like, this band is so fucking cool. And like even when I got home, I like told Lola, like, if their drummer quits, like I'm joining that band. Like I'm playing in FOL and we might be wasted ham at the time. And I don't yeah, I think that was it. And I was, might have still been filling in for call shot just like all the bands but she's like yeah yeah another like cool like (laughs) whatever (laughs) do it so i get that tattoo from mouse and then like three weeks later they make a post like hey is any any drummers looking for a band and then joe messaged me and i told lola and she was like well you said you wanted to join them i was like how the fuck am i going to be in like five bands right now like (laughs) There's no fucking way this shit will work. Like, I have no free days. It's like, you've been talking about this, like, you like them, like, just, just go fucking, just, just fucking do it. Like, you'll find a way, just fucking do it. Ended up, so I joined them in, like, February of 2020. And it was like, damn, did I, like, just wheel this into existence? Like, I've been listening to this fucking band nonstop, like. Hoping their drummer would quit. Like, <laughs> like right. maybe he just doesn't want to do it anymore, you know? <laughs> and he ended up not wanting to do it anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: And Joe hit me up. He's like, Hey, I know you're in like ten bands and have a bunch of kids, but like if you got time, do you wanna jam? And I was just like, Yes, the fuck I do. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it was crazy. Like
1: I'll be dazzled.
2: Yeah, I will all we'll, be dazzled. I played it down a little bit, you know. <laughs> no exclamation points. No sold
1: it. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's that's oh, yeah. incredible. I was I remember hearing like the or seeing the official post and then like seeing you guys play and I was just I was tickled. I was so fucking <laughs> stoked. So stoked.
2: Yeah, I was too, man, like the first night. And then like I knew Joey was in the band, which is also cool as fuck because I fucking love Joey. And like he right. came and jammed a show with FOL one time and played a few songs on guitar with us and we were talking about having him join as our second guitar player. But like, we're all just absolute stoners and like never messaged him back after the show and like huh. said good job or like, thanks for doing it or like posted the videos or just anything. So we're just like, he probably thinks we hate him. Like it's been like three months since we've said anything. <laughs> Cause we're just stoners and just like, we just forgot about it and just we're just assholes, I guess, you know? Yeah and then like hearing Joey's in the band it's like fuck yeah like I fucking love Joey like I love Def Yeti I love fucking him playing guitar and FOL for that show and those few practices and shit yeah and then like the very first day like we wrote The Arsonist like Joe's like I got this riff and I was just like damn that's sick like you got like ska riffs and distortion like I fucking love that ska chord shit yeah and we like wrote arsonist like the very first day we jammed mouse was like singing the words to it joe's playing the full riff just like oh shit like we just made a whole ass song like this is gonna work out all fucking right you know fuck yeah and and it it really did because like we had or they had some shows booked but obviously everything got canceled that year so there was no shows and we literally practiced once if not twice every single week like the entire lockdown and just practiced every single week i learned you know their whatever set list they were playing at the time we started writing new shit you know changing stuff they already had written that they wanted to record and like me playing things a little differently and then like just basically wrote a whole ass album and just went in and recorded it it was just the per like it couldn't have worked out any better yeah because there was like no stress playing shows no like gotta practice the set list for the show this week, gotta hurry up and learn these songs, It we're just, like, taking our time.
1: This album is called The Fall. You can look it up anywhere music is streamed. It is a fucking masterpiece. Just turned, fucking just turned masterpiece. one year old. Yeah, it is a masterpiece. Um, I can say that because uh, I wasn't there to write it, so I can actually <laughs> gloat about it and not look like a dickhead, <laughs> so... It, it's fucking amazing. Go look it up and consume it, folks. I promise you will not be disappointed. TV Tragedy, The Fall, it's fucking iconic.
2: TVTragedy.BandCamp.com
1: <clears throat> Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Like,
2: it's like, you know, just recorded that album and just like all of a sudden we just got this 15-song fucking album that we recorded which is just crazy you know
1: yeah
2: and just like finding people that all have the same common goal you know like not that FOL doesn't you know right but it just something different you know like yeah. again that breath that breath of fresh air um, right not feeling stagnant in my own musical shit and something new and a different outlet and playing different style of still punk rock but you know different style of shit you know and i don't have to sing which is just beautiful
1: right oh yeah so um i kind of wanted to uh you know kind of gloat a little bit too and say i've I've been wanting to be in a band with you for the very fucking longest time like just ever so (laughs) I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit and let the people know some insider information. I was about to join FOL.
0: Um, it was so close.
1: I was almost there. I, it was to the point to where uh, Aaron was sending me videos, um, stuff like that. I was learning songs, songs that I didn't already know. And um, TV tragedy fucking snagged me up man joe same thing with with me man joe messaged me and uh you know asked me if i would join and i played it real cool and
2: uh just played it down downplayed it some
1: yeah i downplayed it some but uh no uh really though it was it was cool and one of the most exciting parts was like i finally get to be in a band with chris um it sucks that it wasn't fol i'm sorry aaron i love you I love you big guy but uh, <laughs> you know uh, yeah it's crazy because we
2: were we were hitting at you up too like hey would you think you could fill in on bass for us like we don't yeah. really know what's going on you know like and you were learning songs on bass and then we found Alec and it was like hey do you just want to play guitar but again we're just, just like stoners and slacked around yeah. and didn't practice <laughs> but for me, and then Joe was... just came in and swooped you up yeah but was... like it was kind I of difficult
1: timing too because at the time um I was also I was we were doing squared really hard and then I was playing I was practicing for the Contra fiction show where I was playing all the contradictions
0: Oh
2: yeah yeah
1: and um you guys had asked me and I really didn't want to tell you no so I was just like all right I'm doing it and so like kind of same thing I'm like in all the bands at the same yeah. time at one <laughs> time <clears throat> so it's cool that like all the dust settled because you know like coming out of you know 2020 everybody was like on fire and ready to go and like just fucking yeah. bands going and, and like full gear, full steam ahead, which is pretty awesome. So by the time all that dust kind of settled and every and everything's like calming down, it's cool to see where everybody's at and how everything ended up and yeah um, for sure the fact that we're both in tv tragedy now is, is fucking it's amazing it's
2: man. so fucking cool yeah it is so fucking cool i'm so stoked like it's just like well we've been on three or four little like weekend runs now something yeah, like at that
1: least i'm losing yeah it's, count. Just,
2: it's just <laughs> like it's 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 so easy like to just be around like all of us to be around each other yeah and like all this stuff is happening so easily. Like, I don't want to say easy, like we're grinding, we're busting our ass, we're fucking yeah. working hard. But like, it's just for all of us to be around each other in that van, playing these shows, like everybody shows up, knows what their fucking job is. Everybody's professional. We're all loading shit, we're all unloading shit. Like we all get along. Nobody's sick of each other by the end of it. Like it's it's just the perfect thing. It's so cool. And like, I'm stoked to be in a band with you too. Like, yeah. Me and Aaron trying to swoop in on that guitar playing and that scream, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been talking about that for a long time and it's just, it's crazy how everything has unfolded. Like, yeah, like you said, when it settled, where like everybody kind of ended up, like, it's pretty fucking cool. Like, you know, bands broke up and there's not any more bands that used to be, you know, and then you got new bands, like
1: yeah, fucking new broader, bands are cool. Broader
2: like blotter vision coming yeah. out of that shit like, yeah
1: speaking of joey oh, dude. yeah blotter
2: Yeah, see it like seeing dope. them all weekend like speaking of joey and like loving deaf yeti like that dude is so good on fucking guitar and right. like blatter vision is so fucking cool like that is just the fucking raddest band right now like and alfie's got a great
1: fucking, fucking player baja
2: bones baja bones like they're fucking cool as fuck like yeah they're rad
1: <clears throat> they're, they're yeah good and songs like, too
2: yeah, and like some bands aren't anymore that used to be, you know? Like it kind of just fizzled out over, over right. the time. And like it's it's crazy seeing where everybody ended up and like what's pushing forward.
1: Yeah, fucking A. So I want to kind of cap it off with, you know, I want to, you know, be be cheap here and talk about a little bit about Bodacious Prince. Um, one of the reasons why we really just want wanted you guys to sponsor us and just talk about you guys all the fucking time is because you guys are (laughs) like seriously like offering great amazing shit we always end every episode with talking about you know our three sponsors that we have right now and honestly bodacious prince like it's it's i just wish that people would know you know and (laughs) they do you guys get a lot of love online i I see that it's very cool but um people need to know man shout it from the rooftop what what's going on with bodacious prince what are the deals like what can you get um and then give us a little kind of like backstory (coughs) how you and your wife just started this whole thing up
2: so it all started with like making fol merch like i had this uh really, everything just kind of starts at my band Silent Us and Prescott. I had this dude in the band that was singing and, like, kind of taught me how to screen print and, like, buy this paint that's basically screen blocker and you can just, like, paint, you know, the negative of the image on a screen. Showed me how to fucking screen print it with on a shirt, you know, how to do everything. And then, you know, I meet Lola. She draws our first FOL, uh, the Arizona flag logo. Right. I just, like, come home she's hanging out for a weekend i come home from work she's like hey look at this and i was like what the fuck like that is the coolest goddamn thing i've ever seen like (laughs) holy shit we need to put that on a shirt immediately so like i show her like i can't fucking draw to save my life i show her how the whole screen blocker thing works and like how here's how you make this screen like can you do you think you can make this screen and then we can print these on shirts like i'll show you how all that works and then we get the shit and I come home and she's got fucking screens made. And it's like, goddamn, Damn. fuck yeah, dude. Like, here's how we'd fucking do this. And then she, all, next thing I know, she's just got merch stretched out across the fucking kitchen floor and she's just cranking out fucking FOL shirts. Like, holy shit. Pumping out, pump, pumping out logos made like the can logo, the fucking flag logo, like all this shit. And she's just like screen printing all this shit like on our kitchen and living room floor hitting it with the fucking blow dryer drying everything and just like oh damn like this is fucking crazy this is
1: amazing <laughs> and,
2: yeah like this is fucking nuts and then she you know shows me this heat press and stuff and this printer online and she's like what if we get this and like make merch for people I you was know? because like rundown's like hey do you think you could do that for us like and you guys are like, hey, do you think you could do that for us? Yeah. And she's like, like I don't know if I can just like paint these screens. And she like finds this whole fucking printer, fucking heat transfer like sublimation system. And she's like, if we do this, like we can make shit for everybody. And I was just like, fucking shit, let's fucking do that. And right. so like we get this fucking badass printer, and we get this like little fucking heat press, and then like we're just fucking pressing shirts in our fucking kitchen and just like learning all this shit and like realize like oh shit like we can make stuff for friends now and like she comes up with bodacious prints fucking draws up this fucking logo and everything and it's like god damn it now we got a whole last thing here it's amazing and then and then like yeah since then like people like you guys and like Ital- like my cousin chris daly-, daly and italian stallion battalion and like all the homies that like keep coming back and getting shit from us is like, a lot, like with people like jumping on along the way, you know, like right. it's helped us build this, you know, get better shit. And now we got this uh, like 15 foot Airstream in our backyard that we <laughs> completely gutted and turned into a print shop. You know, we got this whole fucking thing running out of the backyard now. Yeah, and it's just, you know, grown into, what it is, like we can just make merch for the homies, which is really fucking cool. So and folks, just...
1: you heard it here, the Robin Hood of the merchandise business. audacious <laughs> Prince.
2: Yeah, just like, you know, just trying to help people have affordable merch and like be able to make money off of it. Cause like, nobody's getting paid at the bar. You know, the only, the only fucking way you're coming home with money from a tour is from merch sales like right especially especially with gas right now like anything you might make from a bar or a club is going right into your fucking gas tank like every single time so like we wanted to be able to like make shit for the homies that's affordable like I don't want like oh we don't have merch because we can't afford to order 100 fucking shirts right now you know like you got you got money for 10 shirts you want two of each size for a small show like I'll make you two of each size like not worrying about minimum orders, you know, not worrying about like trying to get fucking rich off of it. Like no one's getting rich off making fucking t-shirts. Right. It's just like staying alive and keeping a sustaining itself without having to put, you know, too much of our own money into it while also yeah. like letting the homies put out good shit.
1: Yeah. You're also looking out for the homies. And you know, that's exactly, and you it know, it goes a long way, you
2: know? Cause you know, like it gets really, it like really beats down on a band when you're just playing shows and not seeing anything from it you know you're paying for you're paying for fucking gear you're paying for new strings you're paying for practice space or you know whatever you know gas to fucking get to shows and then you get paid 30 bucks at the bar you know because you're a new band and nobody's fucking heard of you like
1: yeah
2: you could have made a lot more off a couple shirts like you know, trying to keep it affordable so people can still sell it at an affordable price, and you're not charging 25 bucks a shirt because you're paying too much for them. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's and talk. It- uh, let's talk prices now that you're on it, because let's talk affordable, man. Because you're you're opening up the gates. It's not just for bands and homeless. <laughs> you're, you're opening up the yeah. gates to. All of everybody who is interested in getting uh, shirts or merchandise made, you know.
2: Yeah, it's 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 not just bands, you know. I've done stuff for businesses. I've done stuff for my own work. You know, we can do like team shirts, jerseys, fucking hats. You know, like tote bags. It's like anything that you want something printed on. Do you want grandma's face on a coffee cup? Like we can do that too. Yeah. Like funerals like, where the
1: bodies co- fall out.
2: Yeah, you know we can when we can show their nude body because they ain't got no soul.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, um, you know, pricing. You know, I I try. If you're gonna get a full size logoed shirt on the front of a shirt, you know, I'm gonna do it for like. I try to keep everything under like nine or ten bucks per shirt, like at the absolute max. You know, and we offer full color everything. Because it's uh, it's all heat sublimation, so I can do full color stuff. We're going to be getting into screen printing soon, which is going to like bring the prices down even more. We can just start doing single color screen print stuff, you know. And hell yeah, just you can hit me up at bodaciousaz at gmail.com. You know, we get you a quote, and you know, make sure you're happy. You know, hats, koozies, t-shirts, across the board. You know.
1: Yeah it's it's amazing folks and you are hearing it from the man himself and chris you're a busy motherfucker you play in 19 fucking bands
2: you're, you're, <laughs> I've, I've whittled i've whittled it down to two and a half
1: you're there you're the king of the castle um you run bodacious prince you got a beautiful wife making you some what is it shots what is it called
2: Uh, We were just drinking Irish Breakfast Shots.
1: Irish Breakfast Shots, which was introduced to you by Joe on our most recent road trip. Um, So you got things to do, man. I don't want to take up much more of your time. But I do want to ask if you would like to introduce this FOL song and pick it and send it to me so we can play it right here. On the
0: Geo and V bag show. <laughs> oh, Dave,
2: I gotta think of a song, and then I gotta get off this and send it to you. Um, all right, let's play. Let's play Jesse because that is my most favorite song I've ever written. I wrote it for my little sister, uh, who committed suicide when she was 16, and you know I think a lot about what life would be like with her around, and what it have been like if she got to meet my kids and meet my wife and have kids of her own. You know. And that's pretty much what this song is about. And it's off of our last EP, Therapathy, uh, which is on Bandcamp, Apple Music, all the spots, wherever you preferred music streaming site. You can download it at firstorlastaz.bandcamp.com.
0: find
1: this. If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Super
0: Recording where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're
1: looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Super Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit cosmicsuperrecording.com. Or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a
0: free quote or to book your session today.